What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. And guys, the uh, the season of love is upon us, but the season of savings never stops when you work with my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give him a call at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Happy Thursday, everyone. We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and we are doing another edition of What's Happening in Agland. We're going to kind of update you on just everything that's going on, the uh, CSU athletic scene. Obviously, you know, most of the time we're talking football, men's basketball, women's basketball as well. This is kind of one of the episodes where we try and focus on some of the other stuff. We will talk a little bit of hoops. But I'm mostly going to kind of update you on some of the other stuff. So let's just jump right on into it. Um, If you didn't hear, I did a late night Wednesday podcast and that was all about basketball. I kind of broke down how the the tiebreaker scenarios are going to work in the Mountain West. It's really wonky. Talked about the Boise State-Utah State game, which was thrilling, a lot of fun to watch. And then I kind of talked about who CSU would most likely want to face if they made it to the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament. You know, obviously, you'd have to win some games to even get to that point. But, you know, I think everybody is at least hopeful that the Rams are going to make a semi-decent run in Las Vegas. Going to be interesting. Going to be really interesting. Yeah, the top four teams are all capable of winning. But I think, you know, Nevada, UNLV, even Wyoming could really, really play spoilers and, and throw a wrench in this entire thing. So I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out. I want to know if all the members are going to participate. You know, is it going to be a scenario where they only have eight teams come? You know, it's somebody like New Mexico Air Force. Is it worth it for them to come? I'm not sure. I tend to to like things to stay the same. So I guess I hope that the format is fairly traditional, but I do understand if the Mountain West decides that that's just not in the best interest of the league this year. So everything is... Is weird. You got to be flexible. Um, anyways, go ahead and check out that podcast if you didn't. But uh, starting things off here, I'm going to talk a little bit of golf action. And uh, Colorado State senior AJ Ott, he won the first playoff hole, captured his first collegiate title at the Prestige Individual Invitational. It was a three-day 54-hole event hosted by UC Davis. It was played at the Coral Mountain Golf Club, a uh, par 72 
7,145 total yards. This was out in La Quinta, California. I wonder if that is where the La Quinta Hotel franchise originated. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, congrats to AJ. That's always awesome to win a title. Um, really a, a pretty solid performance for everyone. I mean, they they had to shake some rust off coming in, but they had three players finish in the top seven of the field. Uh, Ott entered the final round at seven under, and, and that was five shots back of the leader, Hazan Newman of Oklahoma State. Newman ended up sliding in the final round, and Ott, he was able to take advantage. He tied for the low round of the day with a five under 67, finished at 12 under 204 in a tie with Derek Hitchner of Pepperdine, and then he was able to take on the individual victory by winning the first playoff hole, as I mentioned earlier. That's the 30th individual title for CSU since 1999-2000. And his 12 underscore ties for the ninth best, the ninth best all-time score versus par in program history. 204 is tied for the 18th lowest score in a 54-hole uh, total tournament. Really, really good stuff from AJ Ott. He's a guy who's had a ton of individual success, but finally was able to get that first individual championship. That's really cool. Junior Colin Plusha, back from an injury that ended his season last year. He he was awesome, and he tied for third at 9 under 207, shot a 4 under 68 in the final event, and then Junior Davis Bryant, again, one of the really the staples of the program, one of the guys that's helped raise the program back up. He finished in a tie for seventh at 6 under 20. Overall, just a really, really strong showing for the entire team. Uh, they're going to remain in California for the first team event of the year. They're going to play in the Wyoming Desert Intercollegiate from February 19th through 21st. That is a three-day 54-hole event hosted by the University of Wyoming, but it's being played at the Classic Club in Palm Desert, California. Last year, the Rams finished fourth in the tournament. CSU Ram fans will certainly be wishing them well. I'll say, man, it's it's been cool to see CSU golf kind of get back on the map again. You know, they're a like a top 25 program pretty consistently at this point. They have individuals almost always finishing in the top 10 of every tournament that they participate in, sometimes even higher. Obviously, in this case, they had the winner. It's just good. I mean, obviously, golf, because it's such an individual sport, it's kind of, in college golf especially, like it doesn't get the TV coverage or anything like that. But it's cool to see the program back on the rise. And uh, that's a program I would like to spend some time around. Shout out to John Martin, the SID for CSU Men's Golf, for providing all of that information. He does a great job of keeping us all up to date on that stuff. Definitely appreciate him. He's also the SID for the men's basketball team. Kills it in that regard as well. Uh, congrats to AJ Ott on his first individual championship. That's awesome. All of Ram Nation is proud of you, my man. All right, moving things along, we are going to now talk a little bit of volleyball. Uh, Colorado State Volleyball, they will return home to host UNLV. First match will be Thursday, February 18th. That is tonight at 7 p.m. And then Saturday, February 20th will be the second. You know, historically, CSU leads the series 48-7. to They've won eight in a row. They, they pretty much always kick the Rebels' asses up and down the court. But, you know, CSU, they kind of got off to a slow start against Air Force. You know, now is a chance to kind of get back on track. The, the Rams, they're going to be fine by the end of the season. I think it's just a product of a weird start. They have the roster. They have the talent. An opportunity to pick up a pair of big-time wins here. They only played once last season, and CSU was able to win that out on the road 3-1 to in Cox Pavilion. 
But, you know, as of right now, that one loss is kind of holding CSU back behind Boise State, Wyoming, and UNLV, who are all perfect. You have an opportunity to usurp them here and an opportunity for Tom Hilbert to keep things think ugh, to keep things rolling. He secured his 300th Mountain West Conference victory in the first match at Nevada. He's the only coach in the lead, league to ever reach that milestone. Brianna Runnels, the preseason player of the year. She's, you know, all, already killing it. It's it's just going to be awesome. This program, all they do is win. They finished last season leading the nation in opponent hitting percentage, holding foes to a 1-1-1 mark. That's insane, guys. They also finished number four in the country uh, in blocks at 2.94. So just really impressive defensively. They have the experience. They're going to be fine. I'm calling it right now. They take down UNLV in a pair, pass them in the standings, keep on rolling. That's what CSU Volleyball does. All right, keeping things rolling, let's flip our tune to CSU Softball, who's going to be participating in the Texas A&M Invitational this weekend. An opportunity for the Rams to kind of show themselves against some elite competition out of the Big 12. They've got two games against Texas Tech and one game against Texas A&M. It's great. I mean, their, their last series got postponed, unfortunately, due to weather. This is just an opportunity for them to kind of get the ball rolling, much like CSU men's golf. CSU softball is obviously a program that's been on the rise over the last couple of years. I kind of want to see what they do this year. You know, now they're now they're a team where we all kind of expect them to do well. Can they continue to build off of that? I hope so. I mean, they on paper, the talent is still there. But, you know, it's it's just a chance to see that we were supposed to get to see them play against Alabama. That didn't happen. Same thing with Texas and Sam Houston. Again, that tournament last weekend got canceled, but now's that opportunity to get rolling. And, and I'm intrigued to see, you know, kind of what they do. After this tournament, they're going to head to Arizona where they'll play BYU, Seattle, and Oregon State, as well as the University of Arizona. So again, a lot of elite talent right off the bat here for CSU softball to kind of hold themselves up against, you know? People don't really consider the Mountain West to be a dominant softball conference, but there usually are a pretty, you know, a couple of pretty good teams. CSU, they obviously made the tournament last year. Hopefully they can do so again. They have an opportunity to get things rolling this weekend against Texas A&M and Texas Tech. I will update you with the results, uh, obviously, next week after the tournament takes place this weekend, assuming that they do happen, uh, weather permitted, and, you know, obviously it's kind of crazy with everything going out there in Texas. By the way, if you are if you are listening in Texas, I, you know, I'm I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. It's obviously really really scary and I I could not imagine what, you know, some of y'all are going through, but you know, best wishes. Very much thinking of you guys. Hope everybody is safe, staying warm, dry, all of the above. I just my goodness. I just I couldn't I couldn't even imagine. I just I sympathize. I, I very much sympathize. For everyone out there who are basically being screwed because of politicians and egos, but again, I'll I'll move on. Let's uh, let's talk CSU women's basketball, who is supposed to play Nevada this weekend, and drumroll, they will not. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Nevada had a positive COVID test, so that series has been postponed. It's very much looking like the men's and women's teams are both going to go three entire weeks without playing a game. And it's just unfortunate because both of these programs were really starting to hit their stride. 
I mean, the women's team, especially, they're just, they were absolutely dominating. They were really within a flow offensively. I felt like they had started to make some strides defensively. They're still a little bit inconsistent on that end at times, but I mean, this is a team that can just score and you really, really wonder how a three-week layoff is going to impact some of these jump shooters. I mean, one of their greatest strengths has been that they have so many different people that can hit shots from all around the floor. And we've just seen so many times, I mean, I think back to the men's team even, and, you know, how that, their awful offensive performance at St. Mary's, you know, sometimes that happens when you don't get to play. It's, it's just really hard especially like if you have to go on the road or something like that, but really against anyone, it's really hard to just jump right back into a game. I mean, that's why we see so many weird games in early November. And that's why they, you know, have those tune-up games because weird stuff happens when you haven't played in a long time, let alone to have it happen now when you're going up against teams who are well within a flow, they're within a rhythm. You know, it's not November where both teams are rusty and even even early December, like if one team was coming off of a layoff, yeah, another team might have been playing for two weeks, but they didn't have a huge advantage. It's a huge advantage right now. If you've been playing for the last three weeks and somebody shuts down, I mean, this is the time when teams are supposed to be playing their best basketball, really coming together. Now, CSU women's basketball, they they might they might get these Nevada games rescheduled. We'll see. Hopefully so. If not, you're looking at like just the Air Force games before the Mountain West tournament, and that really makes me nervous because this is a one-bid league. Like it sucks. It, I hate that that's the reality. But if CSU doesn't go to Vegas and win the Mountain West tournament, the odds of them participating in the NCAA tournament are very, very slim. I think they're the best team in the league. I still have plenty of faith in them. It's just unfortunate that they're going to be in such a tough spot. I mean, ultimately, from a budgetary, you know, side, I, I kind of get why they wouldn't go on the road or something like that because again, it's a one bid league. Adding another game doesn't help CSU's NCAA tournament resume. It just kind of gives them an opportunity to shake some of the rust off. So from that perspective, if you could even get a game in against like a D2 team or something, you know, Regis or at e or D1, you know, DU, just somebody just to shake the rust off, that would be phenomenal. Doesn't really help your cause because you got to win the tournament either way. I mean, so many times under Ryan Williams, how many times did they win the conference regular season? And then, you know, come up a little bit short in Vegas and then they have to be like a one seed in the NIT it sucks, but that's just the reality that it is. It's not a very strong league top to bottom on the women's side, though it has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Cool, 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 cool. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit of men's basketball before I wrap up here. Uh, but before I do, just a quick word from our partners. It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. If your team makes it rain, you cash a cool Benjamin. You heard me right. All it takes is one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. This killer deal won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, don't worry, DraftKings has daily odds boosts on hockey, soccer, so much more. You want to place future bets on college football, all that fun stuff. DraftKings has paid out $7 billion. You guys heard me, $7 billion since 2012. They know a thing or two about a payday. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR, and get your shot to turn $1 into $100. When you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game of your choosing this week, that promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot to turn $1 into $100. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only, restrictions to apply Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. We are going to wrap up today's edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage with a little bit of conversation about the future of CSU men's basketball. And it is just obviously so, so bright. I mean, with the roster that they already have in place, no seniors, only juniors, and everybody gets to potentially take advantage of an eligibility loophole that's going to you know, allow everybody to retain their eligibility for this year due to the pandemic. Guys, this is a team that's just built to contend for like the next four to five years, potentially. You just have so much talent in that sophomore class. And and that's not even factoring in Isaiah Rivera, the true freshman, or the recent signees who just both happen to be McDonald's All-America nominees. Jalen Lake and Jalen Scott, they're going to be really good. I mean, you watch these dudes play. Jalen Lake, a six-foot-four guard out of Waxahachie, Texas. Uh, Jalen Scott, a 6'3 guard out of Surprise, Arizona. These are just guys that see the floor at an elite level. I mean, Jalen Lake, he's one of the best like mid-range scorers that I honestly can remember watching. And, and I'll be honest, I, I haven't covered a ton of college basketball recruiting. Definitely done more on the football side. Um, part of that was just because the first couple of years that I covered CSU men's basketball, Larry Stacey didn't recruit. I mean, it was all... Juco guys, I mean, very rarely did they sign high school guys, so I didn't have to watch that much high school tape because they just weren't bringing them in. That's obviously changed drastically over the last couple of years, and I'm really, I'm stoked about it because it's fun. Uh, Jalen Lake, the uh, number 17 ranked guard in the country, number two guard coming out of Texas. That should tell you something. I mean, there are a lot of bucket getters out in the state of Texas. I mean, CSU's had a little bit of success with a guy named Isaiah Stevens. There's a lot of Isaiah Stevens in Jalen Lake's game. Really, really smooth in the mid-range. Just always looks like he's playing in slow motion. And I just mean, I mean that in a compliment. I mean, it's just one of those where it's like, it's just so smooth like butter. Everything is decided. It's premeditated. You know, he's never out of control out there. If he's going to drive on you, he knows exactly what he wants to do with it. And just that mid-range pull-up, it's... It's it's gorgeous. And I know that, you know, in modern basketball, there, there's not as much of attention on that, but I love it, guys. I think I just think it's so underrated. You get a successful pick and roll going with some big guys that can really move. I mean, I I love the possibility of what like him and and James Moore's and Jennison and and Deshaun Thomas. I mean, I just really like the build. And then, you know, he's not even the only one. That's the crazy thing. Jalen Scott out of Arizona. You watch him and, you know, he's just as smooth. I mean, just pulling up his numbers real quick. 
In 11 games played, he's averaging 12.7 points per game, 7.5 assists, 6.2 rebounds, 3.1 steals, and half a block. He just does a little bit of everything, and that's kind of what makes the, the build of this roster so special right now is they've got a lot of versatility, and it's clear that you know Ali and, and Dave and, and Aaron and all these guys, JR, Nico, they have a plan, you know, they have a type of player that they like and they, they find guys that fit that mold one from a skill set, but two from, from just an attitude and a perspective. And I've had an opportunity, you know, to talk to these guys and, and they seem really great, especially looking forward to hopefully, you know, getting to talk to them in person at some point, you never know at the state of the pandemic, what that's going to look like. Uh, but I just wanted to recognize them for being all American nominees. That's a big deal. And I just kind of wanted to just emphasize how bright the future of this program is. Obviously, we all really want to see CSU reach the NCAA tournament this year. And if they don't, it's going to suck because this team is, they're good enough. They're just, they're flat out good enough and they deserve that opportunity. If it doesn't happen though, the sky is not falling. It's, it's just not because this program is built for long-term success. And that's something that really hasn't, I mean, you'd probably have to go back to the Tim Miles era to where you'd really be able to say that. The roster was just never fully complete under you, Stacy. It's there were moments where it really came together. You know, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to completely bag on it. They brought in a lot of talented JUCO guys. Emmanuel Amagbo, Gian Clavel, Stanton Kidd. They, you know, they got JJ Avila to transfer over from Navy. They got some ballers. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it couldn't work. But it's really hard to build your program up for long-term success that way. Yeah, you'll make a run, you know, every year, every other year if you're able to plug and play the, you know, the right guys. But in terms of like really setting yourself up to, yeah, that's a team that should make the tournament year in and year out for the next three, four years. They never really were in that position. CSU's in that position right now. They should expect to be a tournament team over the next couple of years. And if they keep bringing in guys like these Jalen's, man. It's only going to get better. I'm pumped about it. Uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens here. Go check out my column on why I think CSU should add a non-conference game. Sounds like Boise State is flirting with that possibility. I just think you have to be bold. Like, go down swinging at this point. That's What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? That's that's my thought. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm going to have Eddie Hers on the pod at some point this week. We're going to talk about CSU's weird at-large situation, get his perspective. It's been too long. Uh, make sure you keep up with all things. We're going to have another edition of DNVR Madness. We recorded the draft pod this morning, talked about running backs, you know, a lot of fun. Check all of it out. Thank you to everyone. Stay safe, stay warm. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.